You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Hello and welcome to PlayStation Unchained episode 122. Yeah, getting on a bit now, the hips are creaking and I can't quite see as far as we used to, but somehow we're still spry enough to have enthusiasm for video games. Uh, I'm your host, Neil Bolt, again. Yes, letting me do this, uh, or rather no one else is available to do the job at the time. Um, and with me today, of course, is that ever-present force, Ben Shillibur Hall. How are you doing, Ben? I'm not too bad, thank you. And how are you? Good. Yes, can't complain too much on this one. No, good, good. No, no great anecdotes really this week on that. It's uh, apart from reviewing everything under the sun at the minute uh, <laughs> and handling it, which is a weird thing. It's like I've uh, got a review that's got an embargo as at time of recording 10 days left and i finished it with 12 days to go so it's a uh, good fun that's 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 both good and bad when it comes to the game yes but then it, it wasn't like a big dense thing it was a very it was a smaller game so it was understandable but um yes i've got i'm doing all them reviews right now in my all of uh, them reviews yes all of them reviews <laughs> In, in my quest to get as many done as possible before the end of the year. Um, yeah, so it's good. So you've been a, you're a bit tired today. But, uh, yeah, I blame the weather. It's kind of like it's been like raining and hot, then raining and windy, then raining again. It's just been like, yeah. what what time is it? What actually, weather? Is it? I say, yeah, I actually made a, a reference to uh, Scarborough in my Fallout Far Harbor review when that comes. It's like, Ah, sweet. Which is, so, <laughs> look out for that one. Cool. So we got you, and it's it's a small group this week. It's just the three of us. Uh, we've had full-on six-man tag team matches going on in here in recent weeks, and, but this week just a delicate, polite three-man team. And the third member of this one is, of course, the gargantuan Goliath himself, Gargalush, Gary Bagdazarov. How are you doing, Gary? Oh, thanks. I wish women called me that. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> a little too much. You know, we're, we're a family show, after all. <laughs> this is true. Sorry about that. That's a, oh, I, no. Three is all we need. We're, we're, three is all we need. Yeah. Fuck those other guys. See. We'll carry this whole thing. <laughs> One of those other guys will be editing this, so I'm, I'm sure he'll make sure that, <laughs> yeah, that gets cut. Some, some things are definitely getting edited. <laughs> Yeah, it's like there'd just be an hour and a half of screeching. Recorded, it'll just be like those guys. We need them. <laughs> we still like Kevin. Don't don't delete me from the podcast. <laughs> just blank out some Excellent. of the words. <laughs> oh, good. So anyway, we've been playing lots of games. Well, some of us have, some of us haven't. I think two of us have at least a game in common. I'm sure on about all of us. We talked about one in particular last week a lot, which of course was uh, Uncharted 4. And, um, well, we've all played a bit more since then, haven't we? I think Ben has finished it. I have yeah, finished I it. it. And uh, Gary is near the end. So, um, any further thoughts? So, we'll go with you, Ben. 
yeah, we'll do it like this. And how is was your Uncharted experience in the end, Uncharted 4? It did pick up, but I still believe it was an 8.5. Yeah, yeah, I can... I'm, can't dispute it. I, I said that before. It's uh, yeah. I can see how anyone would give it anywhere between a seven and a ten. It's just because there are certain parts of it that just can irk people in different ways. And I like my shooty shooty unchide, and which it did become more shooty shooty unchide. It, it, it may have, just as I was having fun, it ended. I like the gaps in a way. I think I, the sort of calms before the storm. I like gaps, but the gaps were quite. Not gaps, uh, more like chasms. Chasms. <laughs> Chasm Daves. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so it was a nice little ending to it, I found as well. And it was just... Yeah, the ending was amazing. That, again, and that to me just said it all. It's just like Naughty Dog have just gone way beyond the, what they were, you know, back when Uncharted 2 blew up. They're a completely different beast from that point already, you know. So the Last of Us clearly was uh, a, a peak moment for them, and it's, it has changed that company's outlook. I do really kind of hope they do something a bit more happy and friendly than, you know, murdering. Crash. Yeah, <laughs> not crash, not crash. I'm sure we'll get into that later because we'll be doing some E3 predictions for Sony. But no, 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 no crash. Uh, but they could still do something more fantastical. I feel. Like come out of it still with gorgeous graphics and great detail i mean and some of the detail in that was insane and i said i went back to it today and uh went around the one of the island bits and just finding all these nooks and crannies that i'd never looked in before because i'd just been sort of focused on the story more and it's just like you forget how big these places are i mean my son was watching me and a boat and said, Oh, can you get out of the boat and swim? I go, I don't know, can I? Here? Well, I'll try it. And he's like, Yes, I can. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> he just didn't think to do it. So it's like, Oh, you because... mean on the island level? Yes, yeah. I mean, it's... yeah, I, I swam around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, and there's areas in there that are just I beautiful. I was scared that sharks would eat. Yeah, that, that's a real life fear for me. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like doing it in a game at any point. It freaks me out in GTA 5 because there are actual sharks. In the water, <laughs> it's like going into the deep ocean is just super murky and scary in that sense. But uh, yeah, just little touches and little things about it, and you just go, God damn it, God damn you. Yeah, wholly satisfied with it. It's a nine from me. High nine, but still a nine. Gary, what about you? You're still playing it, but you're not quite as infused. No, and we, we kind of did talk about this yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> talk um, it's like no gary you're wrong yeah yeah it was more of an attack than anything but... <laughs> so i just think gary on the nose with a newspaper <laughs> that's it bad gary bad gary um, change your score no no don't be mean no <laughs> um yeah it's like i don't get me wrong I, I i agree with you it's a nine out of ten for sure it's still a great game um my problems with it though are the openness of it um I I talked about this before even the game came out. Like when they first showed yeah. off that Madagascar scene when he's driving in the van, like I was watching it, I was like, wow, this detail is amazing. But I was watching it and I was like, wow, it's also really boring. There's nothing to do. And in my personal opinion, that's kind of how a lot of the game is, is it's very open and nothing to do in it. Um, 
there's multiple ways you can get to a location. Um, I like that that idea of, oh, I can climb this wall or I can go around this way and get to the same location. That's pretty cool. But the biggest problem for me came with the combat where you knew exactly when combat was going to happen. Um, it wasn't like in the past Uncharted games where, you know, you're solving the puzzle and then like in the middle of a puzzle, you'll be attacked by a group of enemies. I didn't feel like that at all in this game where it's like, okay, I complete the puzzle. I leave, I see this big giant area and I automatically know I'm going to be attacked in this area. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it, it became like this formula. It's like, oh, explore, solve a puzzle, combat, explore, solve a puzzle, combat. And to me, it really killed it. Um, and I think a lot of also the negative things for me is I think they've ruined a lot of the big moments in the game by showing them off beforehand, like the big car chase scene, you know, it was still cool, but it wasn't awe inspiring to me because I already saw the entire thing. Well, no, because the best bits of that are outside of that E3 demo to me. Well, they also released the extended video of that. I don't know if you saw that, where they the entire scene. Ah, uh, no, I'd never seen that. So. Yeah, so I saw that and it ruined it for me because they literally showed him like holding on to to the rope and getting on the bike and all that. But yeah, it ruined it for me. And then again, the Madagascar scene. You know, they ruined that. Like, it would have been so much better to go get into the game and, wow, look at this big open area that I can just drive around in. But no, they ruined that again for me. So for now, at least, I haven't finished the game. There isn't any wow moment for me so far. Um, like, don't, don't get me wrong. The small details are phenomenal. The physics, all that stuff is great. But I, there isn't a moment so far, at least a set piece moment, oh, that's amazing. There is no train sequence. There is no, um, you know, the the boat in Uncharted 3 sequence. Um, so far for me, at least. Like, they're there, but not as impactful because I saw them before I even experienced it. Um, outside of that, um, I'm not a big fan of the choose-your-way-to-play combat. Oh, I can go stealth or I can go, you know, action and stuff like that. It worked well, in my opinion, in The Last of Us, simply because that game was more of a survival game, where most of the enemies would kill you in one hit in The Last of Us. So it was a lot more important to be stealthy in that game. Um, and the, you know, the limited resources you had in The Last of Us, it was a lot more impactful. Whereas in Uncharted, it's more, oh, it's, it's more a choice, because you can go in either way and still get out of it the same. Um, combat-wise, go have fight. I think combat is a lot more difficult because the enemy AI is so much better now. They flank you, they move around the entire environment. There's really no safe place to hide anymore because they'll always come around behind you. And I think that's pretty cool. And, it, it, you know, it, it definitely makes the combat a lot harder. Um, but it, it also kind of defeats the purpose, in my opinion, of stealth. And the reason is, is you can take out everybody on the field except for one guy and if that one guy sees you like 15 guys spawn to attack you and it's like what is the point taking out all these guys if he just calls for backup and all these guys show back up again yeah i found inevitably stealth ended in uh one guy getting out of it every time it's just like but then i don't know that's just me because i've done that on pretty much any game that requires stealth every time (laughs) 
Yeah, and it was like, what's the point of me doing it stealthily if one mistake is all it takes to get, you know, 15 guys to come and attack me? You know, and I just felt like there just wasn't... It just wasn't fun for me, and I think I, I, you know, I've said it before in a lot of in a lot of the podcasts. It's the openness of it. I like myself to be more linear when it comes to a game like Uncharted, which is very story driven. When you make it all open like that, it really takes away from the cinematic feel for me. Except for the specific moments they wanted to be cinematic, which obviously they have in Uncharted Four, but it doesn't leave you much room in my opinion to make amazing moments for yourself because there's too many variables in open world that you have to follow the rules of um and i've said this before i think open world games um are more um restricted than a linear game because in linear games you can program you can set up a whole bunch of cool things your character can do but in an open world game you kind of have to follow the reality of how the real world works and i think it limits it and i think that's my problem with the combat in uncharted 4 but yeah that, that's all i wanted to say it's still a 9 out of 10 for me um it's like i said probably so far it's my least favorite uncharted simply because of the openness of the combat and a lot of the moments have been ruined for me already um but but like I said, you guys say the ending is fantastic, and I can't wait to get it. Then hopefully it'll change my mind. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I will say this now: don't when we say that, don't go thinking, oh, it's going to be some spectacular, heart-wrenching twist. It's just, it's not ended like most games would end their games. It's ended in a very mature, very adult way, and I like it for it. Yeah, and, and, so, I'm, and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, like I remember, like, I listened to your guys' Uncharted podcast, and I was like, yeah, I was agreeing with a lot of the stuff you guys were saying, and then like, yeah, you know, I I, th- I started to think you guys were getting a little nitpicky about, you know, oh, there's this box specifically placed in this ancient area specifically for you to move <laughs> around. I was like, man, you guys are getting really nitpicky here. But then I look at it, and I'm like, some of the locations you go to in 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 this game, you're like, how in the hell did they even build this stuff? back in that time period you know so because the, money does everything the money the money they don't have yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no it's, it's still a fantastic game everybody should definitely check it out you know the small details are fantastic oh i also will say the over reliance of the stupid grappling hook in that game is ludicrous to me like i understand you want to show off a new mechanic but the way they use it in that game it's like we only want to want you to experience this grappling hook all the time, no matter what, no matter what you're doing. And I'm just like, wow. on the on the other side of that, um, climbing with a pick was very much underused. Right? Yeah, the pick was barely used. Oh. The pick was cool, yeah. <laughs> but the grappling hook, at least when we use the grappling hook in combat, like when we fling it at some dude's face and knock him out with it. You can use you know? it. In, uh, you can use it in PvP. There you go. Why couldn't I use it in freaking the single hold, player? Yeah, if you hold down that one, he charges it, and then when you run up to someone, it one hit kills. There you go. Why couldn't I do that in the single player? No, I have to move boxes and swing from 
fucking tree branches the Spy whole time. The yeah, the, Spy the, the Drake. Yeah, the the physics on that were so <laughs> off. That that's the one thing that killed me. Of all the small details and the great use of physics, the rope physics in that when he's swinging is just ridiculous. I'm that's because jumping he gets, one he gets way Spider-Man and he, like, physics when he starts. Yeah, he, he completely turns to automatically grab onto the handhold that, that's closest to him. And I'm like, this is an Assassin's Creed, man. I don't need this. Let me fall to my death because I suck at rope swinging. I still fell to my death plenty of times. Just... Oh, yeah, I did as well. I've died so many times doing rope swings. Huh? It's a strange yeah, one like that. Yeah, yeah. those are my, my quirks with 4. It's still a great game, but so far it's not my favorite. Or I'm not paying attention and I'll jump forward and then realize it's a wall. <laughs> or, yeah, or looking at something <laughs> and thinking, oh, that must be where I've got to go. And then you're jumping and going, nope. <laughs> so. Yeah, see, again, because it's so open, you're like, oh, maybe I can go this way. Oh, it's, it's, it's early in the game when that happened, I think, for me, and it was just like not quite yeah, for me, it was au fait with the, the rules. And, um, God damn it, where's that place they go to for the robbery? The place, yeah. The chateau. <laughs> the chateau, Nuf the Pup. Yeah, that one. I kind of get the right, he's, he misses, and that. And then I jump off into the wall thinking it's just in front of me. Not looking to the left of me yeah. where there's stuff to grab. You see, in that, the, I won't spoil it here because it's, it would be a spoiler to say what nitpicks me about that particular scene, um, place in the game is um, given later revelations, it's interesting that they got away with what they got away with in that chapter. For so long until they did get eventually rumbled. But, uh, yeah, obviously Ben Gary has not got to that point yet. Ben has, so I will. Leave. I will say this though: the story I think is definitely the best. Oh, by a mile, so by far. an absolute country mile. I, I, it's great because as I'm playing the game, I I, I can guess like I, I I know what happened now to 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 certain things. I'm not gonna spoil it, but like in other games, you kind of knew. Or you had the feeling you could guess what was going to happen, um, especially with like a, a two with Chambra or with Shangri La. You're like, oh, I'm pretty sure they're going to find it, and some crazy crap happened to that city that drove everything crazy. You know, you kind of guessed for for the first three games, kind of what was going to going to happen and what was hap- and what was going on. But in this one, like I'm constantly, I was constantly playing. I was like, wow, what is going on? Why are they doing this? You know, I. I I think it's definitely a better mystery the last, I guess, four games, actually, if you count um, yeah. Golden Abyss. But yeah, very fascinating very story. Fascinating. It's the only one I actually rem- could remember after I played it. It's like, it's like where I didn't I think... I find it funny to just make people disappear. Oh, from the photo mode, right. yeah. Yeah, photo mode. In a serious cutscene, and then you just make the villains disappear so you can make hilarious poses. I think it was near the end of the game. Um, face. Who's the um? Get a name now. The one who controls the oh, PMC. Uh, uh, Nadine. Nadine. Yeah. <laughs> I paused the game actually because just to go and do something during a cutscene, and she was like sitting down, but like half sitting down. <laughs> I thought, yep, there's a comedy image. It's like that, and yes, it's, uh, <laughs> it was a compromising. Position to have a captain, but uh, 
the I got... screenshot of when I was um, do... you know when you knock people down on the ground and get on their back yeah you know, for a melee sneak attack yeah I photoshopped him on the floor and got rid of the enemy <laughs> <laughs> he just got one leg up in the air and his arm down like <laughs> also I really do like the villain of this one I, I know you guys talk about like he's he's a snotty douche and you kind of want to punch him in the face, but I, I yeah. actually think he's actually a good villain simply oh, because oh, yeah. I personally don't really consider him a true villain because he, he throughout the entire game he's wanted the help from Drake and and Sam, but like they refused to help him and he had to resort to his own resources. And I think that was pretty great actor they got to play him was fantastic because he he pulled it off so well as being like the the richie snob douchebag guy but like his intentions in my opinion are definitely a lot better than anybody else like which he, he played his character perfectly from two simply because you knew the kind of character guy he was he wanted what he wanted and he was going to get it no matter what whereas this guy is using everything he possibly can to get what he wants even if it is recruiting his enemies to help him. And I think it's it, great. Even if it's managing to get into places that they had no clear way of getting into, it seems, <laughs> on more than one occasion. Well, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of, I, I do, I kind of disagree with that because um, I, I do see how they're getting there. They obviously have the better resources than, than you know our heroes do and easily see how they're getting to places that and they, they do kind of explain it like when you're in scotland and you know, oh they're doing this thing over there where you have to go oh yeah this way. that's right you know i think eventually i think you can kind of understand why they would start to branch out and go over there you know it's not like magically appeared in this temple before me like i don't feel like all the secret areas that drink and and his team have discovered They've discovered it without anybody entering it before. Um, and then suddenly the enemies uh, everywhere. Well, they, yeah. they appear afterward. And to me, that's like, okay, so they, they finally caught up to them. You know, it's not like, oh, they're in the secret tunnel before you got there. That being said, there's at least a couple of occasions where to get to what they're getting to, everything behind them has fallen to dust and there should be no feasible way back that way. So... It makes you wonder how quite the hell they managed it. Especially, especially in the time they did. Yeah, they, they just threw dynamite and just exploded themselves over the, the, the chasm, <laughs> clearly. I, I just simply well. see it as they're mercenaries. They have better resources. Mostly better dynamite. And I'm pretty sure they can easily get to certain areas. That's how I personally see it, but... Yeah, yeah I'm not debating they could, but it's the fact that they, they've clinically proven they can't do it properly for so long until Drake already finds stuff. It's like, eh, it's all right. Uh, it, it's a minor, it's okay. nothing game-breaking or anything. It's just, it amuses me. It's, rather, it's like the crates. It amuses me. <laughs> Especially like, this has not been touched for thousands of years by any civilization, but they do have crates with wheels and vulcanized rubber. And yeah, those also crates are designed to support a human person as well yeah <laughs> anyway uh, that's probably also, i was gonna say I, I as much as i like sam's character i don't think he should have ever been introduced um i think 
it kind of ruined the dynamic between other characters. Uh, and they could, I know they needed a reason for, for Drake to get back into, you know, you know, the, the treasure hunting and all that stuff, but they could have just had Sully. They could have done something like Sully gets kidnapped. Eleni gets kidnapped to bring them back into it. I think it, Introducing a character like Drake's brother, who we've never even had a mention before games, is, in my opinion, not a very good thing to do. I, I know they explained why he never mentioned him, but I think it's just like a cop-out thing to do, personally. Especially well, since it's well, a family so member, you would probably talk about a family member. Going on this, actually, I'll mention this now. There's uh, an article on Video Games this week by Alice Feld where she goes over how this game proves how you know, fucked up Drake is like that and you can correlate everything and see exactly why he wouldn't mention a family member because he is messed up and it puts all the other games into context of you know it's like he's quite happy to they basically embrace the whole hey Drake murders a hell of a lot of people you know and it's like and admit it pretty much face out that you know he's done that and he really it hurts him you know emotionally he he is emotionally stunted because his life has never been, you know, normal. So it's interesting. I think this, it makes the Sam thing work. It's like, if it was just a simple, hey, this is this guy we've never met, and every other character acknowledged the fact that he'd been around before, it's like, oh, your brother that you haven't seen in 15 years. Oh, yeah, so that's him, is it? So the fact he didn't tell anyone because, you know. Well, well the thing is, Sully knew that he existed. And yeah. he didn't mention it. <laughs> but clearly they had an agreement on that. You know, it's like it's something that you just have to kind of figure out on your own or make your own assumption. You know, it's not something they tell you. Oh, we had an agreement that you were never going to talk about my brother. No, but you don't have to. You know, don't don't have to show everything. Tell no, to no, a point. I totally agree with you on that. I I personally feel like they could have done something more. I think they could have easily used you know a father or a mother. I think would have been a much better um, substitute for that because you know, oh, he obviously has to have a dad and a mom, whereas the brother just comes out of nowhere, in my opinion. Yeah, agree to disagree on that one. But, uh, yeah, I, I can get where you're coming from with that. It's fair enough. It's got its little issues here and there, but as I said overall, not at all. I'd say it's quite a lovely game. Let's put it. But I suppose we should talk about other games first. Um, Doom. You guys have been playing Doom. Gary, you've, you've platinum Doom. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it sounds like a bloody wonderful shooter. So, tell us more, please. Oh, right. Doom, yeah. It's a first person shooter that goes back to the old Unreal Tournament days. I won't say necessarily the original Doom because, well, you, you can kind of see where, where it is there. I mean, but it, it's more like the super fast-paced Unreal Tournament Quake-type shooters. Literally just brings back everything that made shooters fun, in my opinion, arcade action, where you get a gun, you never have to worry about reloading that gun. You don't reload in that game. You just have a set amount of ammo. When you run out of that ammo, or or you pick up more matter. Um, you never have to push a reroll button to slow down the gameplay. Um, it's fast, it's furious, it's super violent, gore everywhere. Um, 
it's just pure fun is what it is. It doesn't take itself seriously. Like, literally, there's a collectible in the game. You find, like, little Doom dolls uh, of the Doom Hunter character. And there's one part in the game where he grabs the doll, turns its hand, fist bumps it, freaking, like, finger wave thing that they do in Big Hero 6. You know, and I'm just like, that's awesome. Like, what else do you need? Um, it's just fun, is all it is. It doesn't take itself seriously, and it doesn't need to. And it just goes back to, in my opinion, the better days of shooters, where I didn't have to micromanage. It's like, oh, you have this? Go and kill things with it, and have fun. And it works perfectly for it. Excellent. So, yeah. So, Ben, what about you? Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I've only played it on normal mode right now. Just got out of hell for the first time. Yeah, it's a good little game. Yeah, yeah, it's fun, I mean... me... Sorry, what were you going to say? Definitely reminds me of the old older games. The health, even on normal mode, doesn't seem too bad, though. So a lot of glory kills just give you health back. Yeah, so, and it's very I mean, well balanced. You're not stupid. You can still die, even, you know, oh, they drop health, that's fine. It'll, it'll be too easy because all enemies always drop health. You still get owned pretty easily. Yeah, as long as you're not, as I said, as long as you're not stupid. Yeah, because you, the sheer amount of enemies that attack you sometimes, it's like, wow, I'm being attacked by 15 dudes at once. What the hell am I supposed to do? <laughs> you know, it's it's just fun that way. And the weapons are fun. All of them, I think, are great weapons. They all serve as a, a different purpose. You know, you get, like, the rocket launcher, and you're like, oh, I'm super overpowered now. It's like, no, you're not. It takes, like, seven rocket shots to kill a Hell Knight. I just got the Gorse rifle. It's so good. The Which rifle? The Gorse. Gorse? Gauss. Is that the plasma one? Yeah. Yeah, dude, that thing is, like, the most powerful weapon game outside of the BFG, in my opinion. Yeah, I've upgraded it so it has the can't move but charges up for a super attack thing. Nice, nice. Yeah, see, and it has like those those upgradable stuff from like the newer you know era of, of shooters where oh you know you can upgrade your guns to it, but it's not like oh I'm gonna put a four grip on this gun to make my accuracy better or you know a scope to aim down like well it's the, more of that's great gets a scope the oh what's great machine gun the, the 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 heavy machine you can choose yeah. to have that or you can choose to have the better thing where you shoot explosive rockets at the guy from your machine gun. Yeah, I went with explosive rockets. Who wants a scope? <laughs> yeah, you know. Like, it's the only gun where you actually aim down. Well, outside of the big plasma rifle, you can aim down the scope on that, too. But other than that, it's just you shoot with R2. You don't aim down. The The alternate fire is your what other games would consider your aiming down the scope. Yeah, it's just pure fun, in my opinion. And I'm glad to see a company go back to that. Because it's obviously showing that people want a game like that. Huge success that it's having. Uh, yeah. I don't know about sales-wise, yeah. but it's definitely having success on social media and everything. Everybody's talking about Doom everywhere I look, and it's fantastic. It's being praised everywhere, well, except for IGN, but we're not going to get it. My main issue <laughs> is I'm so used to having to reload in games nowadays that I keep stopping to try and reload and then realize the guns don't need to reload. Yeah, very true, especially right. in the multiplayer. Like in the multiplayer, I got to reload. I got to reload, and I was like, "Oh, I don't need to reload. I just keep shooting." That's a, that's a godsend, personally, because 
I hate reloading. And <laughs> so I, I end up doing it every few seconds because yeah, I can't I, help I, myself. Every right time you. I kill someone. Right there with I shoot one bullet with a heavy machine gun. I gotta reload my heavy machine gun with two hundred rounds in it. <laughs> yeah, I, that sounds right up my street in that respect. Because yeah, I'm... and I keep forgetting the fact I have grenades because I'm so used to having to try and find grenades. I forget the fact they just recharges, so I never use them. Yeah, it's the only thing that recharges. Everything else you have to find. You have to find health. You have to find ammo. Yeah. Well, no. Any turn off equipment recharges. So I just got a hologram as well. The hologram is awesome. <laughs> yeah. The hologram does damage. The what? The hologram does damage. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I, I never used it because I thought it was just a hologram, and then I saw it killing people. Okay. It's a good distraction to get away from the bigger enemies, man. Especially later on. Where the game just gets stupid hard. Thanks for attacking me. Five Hell Knights and three Barons of Hell. You're just like, wow. At the same time. <laughs> I had a bit uh, where I had three Barons of Hell and one of those wizard things attack me. Yeah, have you tried Snap Map yet? Yeah, but I haven't really gone into it yet. Yeah, so Snap Map, Snap Map is really cool. It's like a, a cheap version of a mod. I guess you can say it's not as 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 advanced as modding. Whatever type of game mode you want, you can be a single player. You can recreate the entire game of Doom, the campaign in co-op if you want to. Um, it, it's very well done. It's very simple and easy to use. It does have some advanced techniques you can do, um, but uh, they they allow you to pretty much do a lot of cool stuff. I want to say uh, there, there's some really cool maps already available. There is um, some guy made a rhythm game, which was really cool, where um, you have to um, match the sounds uh, with your gun. So you're pretty much ma making music with, with the sound of the gun when it's shooting. And it's a rhythm game, like Dance Dance Revolution. It was really well done. <laughs> Excellent. What about, um, what about the greatest map of all? Harvest Moon, where they made yeah, the, the Harvest Moon ripoff. Yeah, you can do that, which was really cool. I actually saw a, a Harvest one. Cool. I couldn't get into it very much because I was like, I don't understand how it works. Help me. Ah, <laughs> uh, I beat it. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, there's a lot of cool ones. Yeah, there's definitely going to be more crappy ones than there are good ones, but the the standout ones you can easily find because they're the highest rated, and you can search for like the highest rated maps. Um. Cool stuff. Uh, I spent two days ago. I spent like five hours playing three different maps that this guy created. And what he did is he literally went in and created old school multiplayer Unreal tournament. So in the multiplayer, the thing that I, if you guys read JP's review, the big thing about the multiplayer, he brings it down, is you preset your weapons, kind of like modern day shooters do. It's like, oh, I want to take you know assault rifle and a shotgun. It's whereas old school multiplayer is like you start off with the weakest gun and you run around the map and you find better guns. If you remember that. So this yeah, guy literally yeah. went in and created four different maps of Team Deathmatch where it's just that you start off with a crappy gun, the original shotgun, which isn't crappy in that game, but you start off with a shotgun and you run around and you pick up other weapons and power ups and all that stuff. 
and it was like playing old school Unreal Tournament. And it was the most fun I've had in the multiplayer in probably two years. I hope more maps like that come out because this guy literally made a better multiplayer than the multiplayer of Doom itself, even though the Doom multiplayer is fantastic. Wow. High praise kudos, indeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, kudos to him, and I hope he continue. He says he's going to put out more maps with different game modes, like combination stuff like that, which you can do, and that's the beauty of, of the Snap map. Is you can create multiplayer, you can create survival modes where you just please to get the high score. Um, it's really going to add a lot of life to Doom. A lot of life to Doom. But you just have to find the good ones. Because I played one yesterday where I was attacked by like 15 Hell Knights and I had a rocket launcher and my goal is to kill all of them. But like, this is stupid because the blast radius of the shotgun is going to kill me the moment I shoot it. Because there's so many dudes attacking me. I had a map where it's easy to farm snap points. You had uh quad damage and a bfg with unlimited ammo there you go and snap point snap points are pretty cool because you get points and allows you to unlock new stuff that you can put in your maps and stuff like that um, which is pretty cool but yeah doom 100 recommended doom right Excellent. now it's in my top five favorite games of the year and Easily the best shooter of the year for me right now. Excellent. I suppose that should take us to uh, a shooter that's probably not so good that <laughs> came out <laughs> recently, um, which is Homefront Revolution. Of course, I myself have reviewed. Um, it's not the disaster it could have been, considering multiple studios and multiple developers and publishers and blah, 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 and a long gestation period and countless amount of money spent on it but it also isn't that much of anything it's just uh sad to say it's good points uh, as i mentioned previously is it does have a very terminator slash half-life-esque vibe to it you know this whole oppressed city fighting back against it mute protagonists which is a very odd thing you know we're talking about old school shooter things and uh having a mute protagonist is uh something like a had in a while for a shooter um yeah it's just sad that it wasn't quite what it could have been you know i mean the parts are there say that this could have been a solid 7 out of 10 game no problem it's like you know far cry on on a budget if you will <laughs> so, um yeah as it has been noted the frame rate is uh before the first patch it was appalling and uh it wasn't really much better after the, that patch. Other things like, uh, you know, it, the game sort of expects you to balance between being stealthy and doing hit and run tactics, which is, when it works is brilliant because it is actually like you, most shooters, you, you go into a place, you shoot everything and that's you done. Here it's like, well, you can dent a hole in this uh, big Korean army, but you've got to get the hell out of there once you've done it because otherwise they're gonna, the rest of them are going to come and hunt you down like that so it is pretty much go in smash the enemy run out again and know where your escape point is that stuff brilliant problem is running anywhere um, the game can't seem to keep up and you will get kpa which is the korean police of whatever they are um will just appear in front of you and out of nowhere and it's which is just sad and unfortunate 
much has been said about the game this week about uh, certain reviews being one out of ten and that being preposterous. Yeah, but you know, it's not as disappointing as it could be. But at the same time, knowing the pedigree behind it, in some degrees, you you can't help but feel a little bit disappointed. On the plus you side, and this, the, yeah, go on. The Jim Sterling video where he's just running into a wall. Yes, he's a. <laughs> Yes, so it, that is not uh, an infrequent occurrence of things like that. Uh, there was a guy giving out a mission, talking to me while instead of sat at his desk, the character model decided he was going to stand up on his desk and give a statement. <laughs> it was important. He had to stand on his desk. Yeah, it's, it's like so um, important. It was. There was uh, one of my most irritating things early on in the game was a. Uh, where they're sort of showing you how to liberate a neighbourhood you know, by um, you know, interfering with the KPA's stuff it's like that. It got to about eighty percent of the way through doing these things, and then anything I did after that wouldn't work. So I had to go back and reload my old save and start all that again. And that this is you're just not helping yourself here. It's like little <laughs> things. I, I don't know. In some ways, it gets better uh, later. It's that glitchy. I should have played it. Yeah, you probably have fixed it. It's so sad because I had such high hopes that okay, let me just say Homefront is probably my most regretted buy of all time when it comes to video games. It's the one game I've always regretted buying because that game was utter shit to me. Great concept, shit all the way through. Um I had such high hopes when Crytek bought them. Because Crytek was on a high at the time. They're like, oh, we just released Crisis 2, and it's a good game, and great reviews, and it's selling well. And then Crytek went and released Crisis 3, which was not a very good game, and <laughs> didn't score very high or anything. And then, you know, all, all the bad stuff with Crytek started to happen about the layoffs and them not paying their employees on time. Homefront Revolution, all of a sudden, oh, it's not being developed by the team anymore because they went on strike. And after that happened, I already knew the game was not going to be good. You know, there there was like, what, a year and a half, maybe two years, the game was silent and nobody knew anything about it. Until they finally brought it back. Um, I think at last E3, and they said it's coming out this year, which it eventually did. Um, but I, I, I feel bad for the people working on that game simply because to go through um, not being paid, changing developers, somebody had to pick up the pieces where they left off. Um, but what I will say is kudos to them right now with a statement that they released, I think yesterday, that they will 100% back the game, try to make it playable, fix it as much as they can, release content for it, and I give them all the credit for doing that, even though they know that their game was not going to be the stellar game that it, you know, everybody I think was hoping for with Homefront. Though I think it has a crowd that are willing to give it a chance, which is all you can hope for. I think with games like this, it's like, but it is pretty much probably the most poorly reviewed you know, big game of this generation. Without a doubt, it's like, just, yeah, the order as the writer as it was in some corners, other corners were quite positive about it. So it's 
this really is probably the low point in that sense. And you can understand that with, with everything that's gone on. So, like I said, I hope Dan Buster just free of this now, and then they, afterwards they can just go, you know what, we want to do something else. It's like we want to make our own game again. We don't want to be stuck making multiplayer for Crytex games or making trying to resurrect someone else tosh you know, and make a new game out of it. So I'm not saying give them a time splitters license back Crytek and let them go do their thing again, but if they could do a fun like shooter. Splitters of the time. Yes. Well Crytek have already you know, loaned out the uh time splitters license to an independent team who were spent years sort of doing multiplayer only maps and eventually it is supposed to come to PS4. But they've not done much work on that recently because they have day jobs and uh, university and things like that, so getting anywhere with it. Um, so by the way, it seems I have Homefront. I didn't even know that. Yeah, the original. Cute. It's on yeah, my the... shelf in between the Green Lantern movie game, and <laughs> Crisis Two. <laughs> well, how, that's uh... Vernon with fun. you know what's sad. I still have Homefront, and I literally have not played it with my entire game collection. I've never I have like I haven't played over 400 games. Game, boxed games, and it's literally somewhere on the side. I don't even want it to be a part of that game collection. Yeah, it's like my copy of Escape Dead Island is completely separate from the rest of my press discs. It's, it's like, I, I don't even know where I put it anymore. It's like, it's a, yeah, there it is. It's definitely better than the original Homefront. I'll say that. It's like You can tell that it's there has been some effort put into it compared to that. Just it's, not enough. It's just sad because, you know, you have a fantastic concept, right? Which is a concept that's existed in Red Dawn, you know, that movie came out in the 80s. But you have this great concept, and you've literally given a second chance to make it good. And not probably not the developer's fault, but involved in the process of that really screwed that, that franchise over. Yeah, very much did. It's really sad. It is. Oh well. So, like I said, poor Dan Buster can't. Uh, or as it were, once free radical, as we know, um, just can't seem to catch a break wherever they go. So like Hayes has pretty much weighed them down ever since. It's rare, isn't it? It's just what happened to rare. It is. Except this is is literally one mistake they're being punished for over and over again now. It's like. Which see, is, that's the thing. You say one mistake, and literally you've been given a second chance with this franchise, and you screwed it up again. It's but then I don't know if it's half their fault because it wasn't their game. I mean, it's like they reworked it from the ground up. Money, you know, budget must have been cut. There's no doubt about that. That they'd already spent most of the budget on making the original version. So, yeah, I reckon that's why it took so long and problems there. Yeah, it's just, it's a mess. It's a very fascinating mess. So it's pretty much going to be as fascinating as the, the uh, Dead Island 2 mess, you know, when that comes around because it's a story of different developers and people walking away and coming in and, you know, not oh, being. I, remember up I, to... I played it two years ago now. Yeah, and, you know, that, <laughs> and do you think that demo, that demo you played came from the team that made Spec Ops the line? Yeah, which is wow. just sad again to think that. And now they don't have that, and another team could be coming in to do it. So it's a shame, again, but there you go. These troubled games are a favourite of mine, though. I do, do love to sort of look through the history of them and see what they're all about. Oh, 
Anyway, that's enough depressing talk for one week. So let's talk about things we do like that are shooters. Yeah. So nah. In fact, no, uh, tell you what, we'll do that later. First, we'll do E3. We'll do the E3 stuff. Okay. <laughs> so ooh, yeah, because Gary's been waiting for this. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, I, and I can go and take a five-minute break while Gary does his bits. So that's good. Uh, not that I don't want to listen, Gary. It's just that I've sort of been trying to find a window for the last twenty minutes. <laughs> but um, it's rude. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Didn't we have a certain setup going into this, and now you're just like, ah, I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah, that's me. That's me down to a T. I will pretty much go with things on the fly. Um, but yeah, we'll still go with the basic setup. Um, uh, so. We're going to start our E3 prediction this week. We're not going to do all of them because uh, this is content. We've got to make it drag out, make you listen next week for the rest of it. You know, so, but we'll, we'll tease you in with the Sony stuff that we think will happen. Okay. Oh, are we doing Sony first? or? Yeah, we'll do Sony first. Sony and EA first. Which one do you want to do first? I think do we'll do EA. Yeah? Okay, we'll do EA first then. Okay, so... They're probably going to be a bit more predictable as their you know their ace in the hole is uh, out in the open now early in Battlefield One. So what what else can they do? I mean, it's like they're going to have mass effects and Mirror's Edge has just come out. Reporting Hogs of War. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tie-in, yeah, with Battlefield. <laughs> Oh god, that would be depressing. Um, so yes, Gary, what do you think we'll see from EA's E3? Uh, so, uh, so are we doing one prediction and then going around again? Yeah, you bounce off Ben for one or two. I'm only going to be gone for like two minutes, and then you can. Uh... Okay, so I'll say one then, and then you say another one, and then we'll go back to me. Okay. Okay. Uh, my first prediction. We're going to see the Star Wars game that Amy Henning is working on uh, since she left Naughty Dog. Uh, I think it was like three years ago. I think we'll finally see maybe a teaser trailer. I don't think we'll see gameplay of it. If we will, I'll be surprised. But I'm pretty sure we're going to see that Star Wars game. Okay. And I predict we'll see the new Mass Effect game. Uh, we'll probably see a level, actually, maybe some gameplay, and then we'll see teaser for the new Dragon Age. Really? I think it's it's a hundred percent must. They have to show gameplay footage of Mass Effect this year. Well, I don't know, it's not out till next year. Yeah, but they 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 kind of screwed, in my opinion, screwed people over last year. Where like, oh, we're gonna show off Mass Effect, and it was a cinematic trailer. I, think, I don't think I, we'll see much more than that, to be honest. I'm hoping for gameplay, but I think we'll just see a, a little gameplay trailer. I would, as long as there's gameplay involved, I, I'll take it. <laughs> um, Dragon Age would be cool. I would love Dragon Age, but I think all their baskets right now are on Mass Effect, though. All right, my second prediction. Um, this is probably an obvious one. Uh, I think we'll see a lot of time dedicated to Titanfall 2. Um, I think we'll finally see that. We'll see it running on... I think they'll actually show it off on the PS4. Just do that. Even though it's going to have exclusive content with Microsoft and the Xbox One. But I think we'll see Titanfall 2. I think we'll actually see single-player campaign of Titanfall 2, gameplay-wise. 
Well, there's talks about there being like wizards and stuff in the new Titanfall, right? Wizards? What the hell? Are they making Destiny? I heard, I heard something With about robots? it being more magic based instead of the jungle. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> Wizards. <laughs> Wasn't that the same rumour that went around about Battlefield as well, though? That it had some sort of fantasy element just before yeah. it got announced. So, yeah, uh, it's... This was ages ago, the t- Tinfall. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear, oh, dear. All right, you want to do your next one, Ben? And then I guess we'll go over to Neil afterwards. We'll yeah. Back. We'll go to Neil anyway. Yeah, That's so what we said to her, we said Titanfall and... I said Dragon we'll see the the Star Wars game from Amy Hemming since she left Night Dog. Yeah. Uh, the Star Wars game she's working on. Um. Phew, yeah, I think that's probably a, a given on that one. Um. Personally, I would hope, and it's probably about time we see Criterion's next thing. You know, they're they're much big secret, if you will, of uh, that's not a secret. Of uh, their new racer that isn't a racer, um, I'd like to see that. And I think it, it's it was teased what not last E3, the E3 before uh, with concept art. And we saw nothing last year, and then so if it's either been shelved or they've got it right now, it'll be here. Um, I'm hoping there's a few games on every conference. I think like that, but it didn't hear from them last year. It's been a while. Let's see some more of that. So wow. That that's my one. Now don't quote me on this, Gary O'Neill. Don't 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 take this for a hundred percent certainty because this might not be right. But I think we might see a new FIFA at E3. It's a bold prediction, mate. Bold bold prediction. I don't know. Uh, maybe they'll announce like a Blitz version of FIFA. That'll be nice. <laughs> they did. It's called FIFA Street. Okay, that wasn't a Blitz version of FIFA. That was stupid. <laughs> what about a FIFA tie-in with Mario, which is exclusive to the NX? <laughs> you so know Mario what? Soccer. I actually think you can have a pretty good prediction there, is that EA will show off something for the next Nintendo console, or say that this game is coming to Nintendo. Because EA have shunned Nintendo since, you know, the GameCube. GameCube, yeah. I think it'll be, actually, it doesn't matter what it is, it could be the next FIFA or the next Madden, I think it will be a huge announcement. Next Mass you Effect. You've seen Nintendo's logo on that next game. Massive, next Mass Effect piece on NX. Exclusive. <laughs> Exclusive content only on NX. Could you imagine the oceans of piss boiled by that? Uh, you can get the Samus costume, the, the Metroid costume. Why don't I just have all different costumes? So the male shepherd can get a Mario costume. Female Shepherd can get female Shepherd costume. Yeah. Um, I don't know. D- uh, Daisy costume. All the different cast members have a different Nintendo character costume. I would totally buy that game for the NX. <laughs> Be a Kroger dressed up as Bra- uh, Bowser. All right. So, uh, so is FIFA your prediction then, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Someone well, had to. I expect sport games to be at E3. Do you think they'll show any VR-based sports games, or will that be saved for Sony? I think all of them are going to be VR. They're all going to implement VR. Um, if they do, and so they, I think it will be like bonus stuff, like yeah, if you've got VR, yeah, like, like a uh, mode or a 
score yeah, like, stuff in the goal mode. Yeah, the old penalty shootout sort of thing. Or... Uh, I actually think it's going to be certain players that you can be. Like, if you're talking FIFA, I think they're going to let you do VR as the goalkeeper. Um, if you're oh God. <laughs> how many concussions are people going to get when they try to dive to save the ball and crack their head on the ceiling <laughs> uh, I, I could see uh, nightmares with that opinion. one uh, if it's FIFA goalie hockey goalie if it's maybe the NFL you'll be the quarterback but oh, so that's good. That, so what they'll say is you need to have eight players, right? So that your friends can just stand around you watching the screen, and when you catch the ball, they'll just tackle you <laughs> at the same time <laughs> as the AI. Uh, that'd be good. I do think they're all feature VR. I do. Yeah, interesting. See what they do. I mean, yeah, this is this is where it will see. I mean, there's an obvious one because we know it's coming, which is uh, a Battlefront VR stuff. Uh, but uh, again, that will probably be on a Sony show. So, um, ooh, what else could we see? Um, I don't believe Coldwood well, Studios have got anything Star yet. Too, I think. Yeah, I was just saying. Um, I don't think they've got anything yet though on that. So, if they do come out, it would just yeah, be to might, wheel out. They might tease it. They might. It'd be nice to have Martin Simon on stage again, just charming everyone with his. Well, no, I'm not even thinking of that. I'm just thinking, yeah, when they do like a montage. Yeah. There might be a picture of like the unravel with like a two braided VR. Well, like I said, it could be like two years ago where every every conference was just people going, "Here's some pictures of something we're gonna make." And it's like, what game pictures? No, we just drew this. <laughs> That's or, it. Or a Microsoft case with like a couple of E3s where they're like, "Look at this new game we're bringing back." Look at this new television with game stuff on it. <laughs> and it's cancelled. Oh dear. Yes, so, yeah, it's your turn now, Gary. Oh, sweet. Um, let's see here. EA. It's really hard to say. I don't think they'll show any new... Everything is going to be a sequel. Um, actually, I think they will have a logo of Battlefront 2. That's all we're going to get. <laughs> and I, I'm, I think it's going to be from... Um, Respawn Entertainment. I think they're taking over Titanfall or Battlefront. That would be interesting. Dice. I think we'll just see the logo and that's it. They're obviously not going to show anything. I don't know. I don't even think we'll see a logo. I think what we'll see is more DLC for the first Battlefront and then more a teaser for VR. Yeah, I think that will get brought up more than once. Uh, the Battlefront VR stuff will turn up in this conference and Sony's, I'd imagine. Yeah. I don't know. It also depends on what goes on with the uh, models of uh, consoles as well, what's going on with them. That could factor into what people show, and it's hard to know, is it? That's that's half the problem. It's like, we don't know the extent of these upgrades. We know they're happening, because the... uh, Gran Turismo thing pretty much confirmed it the other day by mentioning that it supports uh, 4K. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. In the uh, pressing for GT Sport, it mentioned about photo mode on it that was uh, supported 4K. It's like, strange. Uh, they wouldn't tell you why it would. So, yes, it's just looking very obvious that this is going to be a thing. But hey, anyway, um, any other E3 EA predictions? 
Unless... I, I, I like Gary, I do think there'll be at least two IPs there. New IPs. Bioware. I don't know what they'll surely. be, but I just think they'll be new. I don't Bioware. think they're going to show any new IP. No? Because they are supposed to have one, aren't they? Bioware, so... Yeah, but I have a new IP. Didn't they get cancelled, though? No. No. No, it's still on, still on the cards. Oh, it's the, it's the PC game they were working on that got cancelled. Yeah, probably. <laughs> saying, PC? That's not going to make us any money. Come on. <laughs> I am going to make one more bold prediction. Oh, your bold prediction. Yeah, that's good. Your, your wild card. Yeah, I think Gay is going to announce um, the Old Republic is going to come to consoles. That's a pretty bold bet, yeah. But I, I can MMO, see why. Their MMO is going to come yeah. to consoles. Well, yes, because they won't let Star Trek be the only one. You know, so. <laughs> and Terra. Terra, yeah. So yeah, I think they are getting more comfortable with that on consoles. So yeah, it's quite possible. I, I could I could see some valid stuff in that. Um, my bold prediction, I'd say someone else is handling a new Dead Space. And Ben, go on hmm. one wild card. That's a good one. We'll see. Um, I'm just gonna go with my new IP idea. There'll be like yep. two or three new IPs. Also, the company that makes Dead Space will be shut down. Well, they're doing something, so they won't be shut down. Oh, by the way, we're shutting down Visceral. (laughs) Here's Visceral's Star Wars game. We're shutting them down now. (laughs) Uh, I think Visceral will just be another one of those companies that will be the name only, and anyone who's important will have left before they get folded. Much like uh, Infinity Ward or of those lot. There, there you go. That's oh, good. Don't be surprised if EA announces their deal with the guys making the Tetris movie to make a game based on the movie. I think um, Ubisoft hold the rights at the minute, don't they? Yeah, Ubisoft has Tetris, I think. Oh, okay, ex- oh my god, now it makes Ubisoft's sense. So does that mean there's going to be pimping for the Tetris movie and the Assassin's Creed movie now? That would be interesting. Oh my god, imagine if the Assassin's Creed movie has a tie-in to yeah. <laughs> the, the apple of eden is made out of tetris pieces <laughs> it all makes sense now the russians were in it a lot long oh god oh crimey crimey okay i think that's enough ea stuff because quite well, frankly I, I, oh go on sorry one second the loading for the, the animus is the tetris music in the movie Okay, see, that was the first clue in those uh, 2D side scroller ones. One of them was in Russia. There you go. Got to put the pieces together for the conspiracy to work. Oh, dear. Yeah, so anyway, enough of EA. But we've talked enough. It'll never be as exciting as we've made out. Um, But I'm sure there'll be some sharp suits on stage that day. And Pele will probably come back again and do his greatness from last year and tell his fascinating granddad stories. Ah, that was my that was one of the highlights of last E3, of course. So yeah, more Pele would be nice. EA get him on stage. Oh, can we just have Pele on stage the entire? Can he? Yeah, have him present everything. It's like, <laughs> it works. You like that? That was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen at a press conference. 
You you can tell who the like twenty (laughs) minutes of my life for no reason. And with no offense to anyone from America, this is where you can tell who's American in the podcast. (laughs) The the British sarcasm went straight over his head. (laughs) I love Pele. Uh, no, I meant in the sense we w- were being very much facetious with that one and uh, oh, okay. poking fun. Sorry. No one really wants to hear a whole thing of Pele uh, <laughs> talking about how he found a word as original in Islam. When I look up into the greatness of space, all I think about is, where did I put my keys? Where's my phone? <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> when I was filming Escape to Victory, I always thought one day it would be amazing if there was a game set in World War One, even though Escape to Victory was World War Two. And now it is happening with Battlefield One. <laughs> See, he's made for everything. I went in there because I was too I was lost trying to find my keys. <laughs> Uh, wow, anyway, this is getting out of hand. This is this is it. We're in that E3 mania. It's just this sort of thing happens. Wait till we get to Ubisoft next week. That'll be the fun times when we start doing E Guillemot again. That was uh, another highlight. Um, yeah, let's get on to Sony. Come on, because we we are stretching the time a bit here. Um, so Sony, of course, this is this website this is a, obviously a big thing. Okay. The PlayStation 4 and the VR and all that nonsense. Um, I will start us off this time because I just want to get my fervent wild card out of the uh, in the open straight away because I don't know. It feels like a wild card, and yet for me it also feels like kind of a grain of truth to it. We already know that there's going to be a Resident Evil that's new of some kind shown somewhere at E3 this year, but I think one other thing they will show is some sort of Resident Evil VR experience uh, for the PlayStation VR exclusive. My guesses are something very on rails possible, or um, we get what is more like an interactive area, like a, like a tour. So maybe well, you can already have a tech demo. For yes, VR, so. uh, and interesting, the people they're talking about who have. Uh, come in to help on Resident Evil uh, people who worked on PT so oh. so hmm, first person horror they've already done Kitchen which is of course first person horror was I, it I just a, so yeah it, it, my feeling is that that's an experiment for a, a Resident Evil VR experience so I, I think something like the mansion where you can sort of go around looking at stuff and there's stuff that happens and you're helpless so that that's my bold wildcard prediction straight out of the gate. Neil, would you be satisfied if it was Umbrella and Darkside Chronicles in VR re-released? If it looked better, yeah. No doubt. I mean, that's what they're doing with Until Dawn, you know, with that stupid thing. They're doing a literal on-rail shooter. So, yeah, why not? Yeah. I'd be anything in VR with Resi would be interesting. Uh, my turn. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I think we will finally see something of God of War. Um, it's been what four years now since God of War three. 
Oh. But Ascension was uh, 2013, so I suppose, yeah, it's three years still, but it'll be four by the time it hangs out, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we will see something of the new God of War. Uh, I think it's if they show it, it's either going to start the show or it's going to close the show. Um, yeah. And depending on if it's gameplay or not. If it's not gameplay, it'll be in the beginning. If they show gameplay, like a sequence of it, um, it'll definitely close the show. Um, I think I, we would have to. We would have, I think, we have yeah. to see something of God of War. A logo, an announcement, anything. I think with God of War, it is that sort of series that if you're going to show it off on stage, you need to show it working and running. Because that's what sells God of War games, is the spectacle of what you're doing. It's like, cutscenes aren't going to do the job. It's like, and Especially with all the leaks that's come out so far, um, <laughs> with the whole Norse mythology and all that, um, I think it, it, they have to at this point. Yeah. And I personally feel it's like it's not going to be a sequel. It's going to be a reboot of God of War, but just a different setting. I think it's still going to be Kratos, but it's just going to be a different mythology. Yeah, which is sad because I, I kind of would like Kratos to either take a backseat or be the antagonist at the time. Because... Yeah, I, I want to see. I don't really want to see how they reach for him being in Norse mythology instead. So, uh. um, I I would I can actually see them doing a female character as well, simply because I think of all the mythologies, Norse mythology, a female would work the best. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, and and that one is. Yeah, I I would be happy with a female character, but yeah. I I do think mm-hmm. it's gonna be Kratos again. No, I totally agree on that. I think it's more than likely going to be Kratos, but yeah, can't be helped, I suppose. It's... I think it'll just be Kratos in name. They'll have some weird sort of, oh, Kratos died, and but for some reason he reincarnates every so often and fights gods. Well, they had that series-long thing of sort of teasing his brother and never really came to any fruition, so... Oh, it Surely. did. His brother proper. was in Ghost of Sparta, the second game. Yeah, but it's, yeah, we're talking the or main... The second PSP game. Yeah, that's right. It would be nice to see it go somewhere else. I mean, it feels like it was bigger than just for a PSP game. Yeah, it'd that... be cool if you play as Deimos in that one, as he's sticking out the Norse gods instead. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And therefore you get a slightly different character who doesn't have to be like Kratos necessarily in the same way. Because you can retcon the PSP version out of existence if you wanted, and just say, yeah, none of that matters. Don't worry, just get on with this. So yeah, yeah, God of War is clearly going to be a good shout. Um, ben, your turn. Oh, so I'm just going to annoy you right now. That way, I can talk about other games later. A teaser for Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> that slowly reveals its knack too. I actually agree with Ben on this one. I think they will do something with Crash Bandicoot. (sighs) I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, Neil. Because of Uncharted 4. Because Activision allowed them to recreate from scratch a Crash Bandicoot level in that Uh, minigame. I think think there's some some sort of deal in place for, for that to happen. 
there's no way that Activision will be like, oh, sure, go and make this mini game in Uncharted 4 from scratch with our character. I've well, yeah. the Activision logo. Yeah, they are very chummy at the minute with um, Sony, of course, so see where it rings through. There is also the other thing where, of course, they um to be losing a lot of their licenses. I mean, uh, Spider-Man was the most recent one, and there's talk of Sony taking that on. You know, because oh, they've... What's the rumor about Sony making uh, Spider-Man? I think that'll be E3, actually. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I think Activision have either done it in partnership or just giving up the stuff they're not using or using properly. Like the Spider-Man thing, they've not used properly for, what, 12 years? <laughs> so it's... Yeah, but, but see, with Spider-Man, they actually lost the license. Like, there's paperwork. You can find this online. Yeah. There's no paperwork and anything like that for Crash Bandicoot. If there was, people would be all over it by now. It yeah. has to be a partnership of some kind. I'll tell you what, though, Gary, the amount of people that missed the point on Crash Bandicoot completely with the with that whole you know, legal wrangle of it, it's just it it's like a circle jerk of comments anywhere you go when they talk about Crash Bandicoot. Oh, Naughty Dog should make it. Was well, not Naughty Dog's game. It's like it's like, and then really, do you want Naughty Dog who just made something that looks like Uncharted going making Crash Bandicoot? Because it wouldn't be Crash Bandicoot. Not the same thing. And, it's like, and then people will complain about that. But if they made it like Crash Bandicoot used to be, people complain because it's shit. It's too simple. Far too simple. You know what? And just as proof of point here, I'm not saying this from a contrarian point. I'm saying it in the sense of I, my wife wanted to play it the other day. So I cracked it on the air. Uh, PS3 and the old PS1 Classics version. It's like, okay, it's just so... Uh, There's just nothing to it. It's just... There were better platformers out on that console and other consoles, quite notably. That, uh, yeah, it just... Uh, it's it's childhood nostalgia that's making people go on about how great it is when it's not great. It's just that's the first relatable platformer that they know of and uh, I could I go on about this every time we talk about Crash Bandicoot, but I can't help it. It's just I, he is literally one of the most overrated characters and franchises ever. It's like if he was really that successful and really that great, do you not think Activision would have milked him for the last what ten years? They would have done something. It's like, but they can't be bothered. Well, they released like four games and they all failed. Yeah, because they were all. Sh- <laughs> they tried changing what it was, and it wasn't quite the same. And then they just did that very Activision thing of, oh well, this isn't one of our main franchises anymore, so we'll do some hokey bullshit with it, and uh, then look surprised when people don't like it. See Tony Hawk's Guitar Hero, Spider Man, anything that isn't Call of Duty or Destiny, basically, or even James Bond. Look at that; they couldn't even do James Bond right. <laughs> so. Says it all. Sorry to take away from your prediction, Ben. Sorry, that's yeah. Fine. He knew what he was getting into. <laughs> Sorry, oh, yeah, that's what I wanted to bring out now rather than later. <laughs> was there anything else you wanted to say about Crash Bandicoot? No, no I wanted to hear Neil's reaction. <laughs> do you reckon? Do you reckon it's a HD? Not HD because that's a stupid word for it. It'll be a remake, or will it just be a whole new game? I think it'll be a whole new game. Dynamic. I think it'll be a remake. Okay. I think they have to remake three because three was the best. 
I actually think they'll get the guys who made the last Sly Cooper game on the PS3 um, and the Vita. What is it? Thieves in Time, I think it was. Oh, who's that? It was not Sumo, was it? No. They did a little bit of Planet. No, it? Oh, it is Sumo. Yeah, Sumo, who did a little bit of Planet 3 as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah they would be. I, probably... if, if anybody does Crash Bandicoot for Sony, it's going to be them. Yeah, you know, and I think that would be the best. Don't nobody wants really really wants Naughty Dog to waste their time on Crash Bandicoot now. If they're not going to waste their time on Jack and Daxter, they're not going to waste their time on Crash. Let's be honest. They'll reference them by all means, but I, I think if any any role they have in a Crash Bandicoot game, it will be supervising and sort of going. Oh, yeah. I expect there'd be some supervision from Naughty Dog. But I don't know what you'd really say beyond going in one morning at the beginning and going, yeah, basically he's got to jump and he's got to run into the screen and run away from the screen. And there are boulders sometimes. Oh, and sometimes make it... he's got to spin. Yeah, and you've got to make him go, wow! And that's it. You, you're sold. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot. There he is. Alrighty, <laughs> Your next prediction. An actual release date for The Last Guardian. It has to be. And and a little more shown of it as well. Not a lot, because it's not that sort of game you can really show a lot of, I think, and with any context making it look right. So it, it needs to, because if it doesn't get a release date this time, then I think that last shred of hope people have is gone completely for it, because it, and it then sours last year's E3 conference, because then that's one of your big hitters straight away that made that press conference so big you know, by confidently just showing the last guardian like that and it's like now it's like ah but it's still not out another year later it's like i mean at least with something like no man's sky where it was showed up conference after conference for a couple of years it's like it is coming out you know next month it's not like it's vaporware now so yeah they need to do something with it soon I that's why. yeah yeah because it's that whole that whole, you said it might be VR, didn't you? It was you, wasn't it? That said it might be a VR game in some respect. Yes, I think yeah. it will be a VR game. Interesting. Hmm. I could see it working, you know, but then they'd have to redesign, and that'll take another twenty years. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think it'll be suicide to release in October, November. So it has to be either before the holiday season or afterwards. So I'm saying September or December. If it's coming out this year, no bold prediction of it being like, and it's out now. Uh, not if they want to. It was out yesterday. Suicide <laughs> it was out yesterday. You didn't even notice. <laughs> so, uh, they don't want to pull a Sega Saturn here. Coming out tomorrow. But what? I, I say they, the only reason they won't do that is because No Man's Sky is out that week. It, it would be a bit silly. But then, I don't know. It's only a, one of two things. They're either overly enthusiastic about their exclusives or they, um, just forget about them, don't promote them in any way, and they turn out to be quite good. See Until Dawn and Ratchet and Clank. So, it depends what way they go. But yeah, there's mine. So, uh, who's next? Gary? Me. Um, I, it's probably not going to happen, but I can still hope. Um, a new siphon filter. Um, and I would hope it's from Ben Studios, who worked on the last two Siphon Filter games for PSV. But if it's not Siphon Filter, I, Sony Ben, I think, is definitely going to show off their next game at this. Um, they've been gone since Golden Abyss on the 
a launch title for the Vita. That's what five years now since they've yeah. shown off a game. So they have to be working on something big, and I'm hoping it's Siphon Filter. Yeah. Do you think we'll see anything from um, the Dead of the Order on that front? Just um, I don't think so. Not this year. Maybe at the PlayStation Experience, you'll see it. Um, but um, if it, it's hard to say because they're not exclusive to Sony. I they're already working on a new game right now anyway that's not the order i think it's already yeah. been announced too yeah it's for pc so, i think yeah so um i don't know if the or if they're not if they're gonna work on the order anymore or sony's just gonna have if they plan to continue the franchise move it on to somebody else if they do move it on to somebody else i think sony ben is is the perfect perfect candidate for that as well but I think Sony Bend, as much as I want it to be Siphon Filter, I think they're working on an original IP. Which would be nice. As, I, as much as you can give sticks to stuff like The Order, you know, it's like it was a short being a new IP. Yes. And it did just enough to garner us. I mean, the end of it pretty much said that it had to have a sequel. But... I think case... I still think it will get a sequel. Because yeah. it was still successful commercially. Like, they still made money on the game. I think it sold like 1.2 million copies, so it, it wasn't a failure by any means. Um, and I, I do think it's a it's a franchise selling will continue. Maybe not this E3, but eventually. Yeah, I can see. So Ben, what about you? Uh, Tekken Seven will be exclusive to PS4. Yeah, yeah, I think we've heard rumours of this, haven't we, that it may be the case. So, yeah, it's entirely possible. They'll show off the R mode and maybe announce a release date. The two biggest fighting game franchises exclusive to Sony. That's a big that's a big hit to Microsoft, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I, maybe as an aside here, because we won't redo predictions on them, but I do kind of see Microsoft distancing themselves from the console thing. Starting this year, I don't. They won't come out with a secondary assault. They are going to just sort of spread, rather than be a direct competitor. I think whatever this new thing they've got is going to reflect that. It's going to be like, oh, this is what we're going to do, and whatever. So they've earned a lot of money at this, the last three, you know, three generations, and I don't, you know, I don't think they've made as much as they would have. You know. Don't think they've made any profit. No, because they just they did stuff where they clearly just wasted money and said, Well, in order to try and win, we'll you know, do it by any means necessary. I mean you only have to see that they must have spent something sickly ridiculous to get Rise of the Tomb Raider and then try and gag any talk of it being on other systems and it's like after all that it sold worse than the PC version, so yeah, but, but then again, it, I don't think a, a fighting game is that big of a hit for Microsoft because the fighting games have never been a hit on a Microsoft console. They've always no. primarily been a PlayStation-focused one. So I don't it's, think losing Taken or Street Fighter is, is a big loss to Microsoft. I think it's what it means in the long term. It's not just that that happens. I mean, it's like the with Street Fighter, 
it was then you started getting bigger rumblings that well maybe Sony are going to do more Capcom games with them you know if, if they're going to help fund stuff and if that's the case well you know could Resident Evil end up exclusive could Devil May Cry end up exclusive it's like could Beautiful Joe end up exclusive yeah so yeah it's there's stuff like that works like that and it's like you could say the same here it's like who's not to say oh well Tekken's here why not the next Ridge Racer would be back, you know, exclusively to PlayStation. That would be bollocks anyway, because most of them are bollocks oh these God, days. That but... would be yeah. Let's have a sound clip of, it, of the original Ridge Racer. Racer is <laughs> a giant enemy crab. Oh, That's been the track where you got to drive underneath a giant enemy crab. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. So, yes, okay. That's what. Is it my turn again? It is, yes, it is my turn. God, uh, God, this is terrible. I can't, I've drawn a blank now. It's funny, the game I was thinking about before I said that, I forgot. Yeah, I same I, I had one in my head and I was like, oh, I'll remember that in a minute. I'll remember that. I'm going to have to try to remember it because it's now in my head. So if I don't God, this is really hard. Well, I suppose as we've heard, it's coming anyway that Siren Blood Curse is being remastered. So, which is, uh, was a title that released near the beginning of PS3's life. It's and such quite a, a good. weird one. It's a weird one, but it's a really good horror. I, I really enjoyed it, is, it. it. It was never successful. No. Either, but then, not even on the PS2 when it came out, and its sequel either. And then the PS3 one, again, not successful. The first shot at episodic content. And a very good one at that. Yeah, like, but it's just weird to me. It's never been successful, and yet Sony continues to have faith in it. It's weird. Two things with that. The original one sort of came at the tail end of the PS2's life when there was just so much on that console already especially when it did come out there was it was a good year you know, a really good year for games and yeah and Blood Curse came out when you know PS3 was stupidly expensive and uh, getting its ass kicked and console sales week in week out so enough time has passed that not enough people know about it I think and it's a good chance to have it reappraised if you will this is why we said, you know, Uncharted had it, a HD collection, because, sorry, a collection of it all, because, you know, it's like there's a whole audience joining this, this generation that never got to touch it, so why not? So yeah, it's nice, it's nice not to all just be these big, big games or, or flawed classics, if you will, like Dead Island getting remasters, having something that was properly obscure and deserves a second shot you know it's it's good to see no skin off sony's nose if it works so let them try i'd say what about you gary then what else have you got what else do i have um i think we might see a teaser of some kind for another PlayStation All-Stars. Now, would this tie in the Crash Bandicoot stuff? Yes. I think if they can't do a new Crash Bandicoot game, I could see him appearing in PlayStation All-Stars this time. 
if they do make another one. And quite honestly, I think Crash Bandicoot being in that game could actually push sales for it. Well, it would certainly lift the apathy straight away because people would go, oh, wow, he's in it. Whereas if he wasn't, it's like, oh, yeah, well, this wasn't great last time, so not that bothered. And yeah, I mean, we could add new people into it from stuff that we've had this generation. If you want, it's. You could have Delson from Infamous, or you could have one of those mustachioed gits from The Order. <laughs> Imagine that. That'd be brilliant. Um, <laughs> you could have Knack. Knack could be in there fighting off against Crash Bandicoot. Hey, I uh, wouldn't be surprised, man. They could even strike the deal to have Spyro in there as well. Wow. Well, yeah, Activision again, yeah. They're happy with, with Sony right now. They're just letting them do everything. So. Yeah, so yeah, why not? Completely feasible, I'd say. So that leaves Ben again, doesn't it? I predict some gameplay footage and a beta announcement for Dreams. Ah, yes. Oft forgotten, which is unfortunate because it's again like Little Big Planet was at the time. It's a very ambitious project. I think the I've half been the watching bro- them every every two weeks. Yeah, I mean, you've been very much hyped about it. I mean, I. Uh. I feel the same pretty much as I did with Little Big Planet when that was first announced. It's like the potential sounds amazing. You know, it's like it's getting people to understand that is probably the toughest point. I think, you know, not just you know, people who know about games, but the wider audience to sort of show them how this works, what works Have with you it. Have seen some of the streams they've done? Yeah, I mean, it's phenomenal stuff in there. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's just, again, it's hard to describe, it's better to show. Isn't it? Is it, you know, like when they were crafting, they were making a uh, model this week, actual yeah. sculpting. It was like, oh my god, it's insane. I mean, that game's made for VR, without a shadow of a doubt. Look at it. Look at what you can do in it. Does that not just scream VR? Oh, it does. So yeah, I I would like to see more of that. I'd like to, them to show it in a way that. I mean, it's the problem they've had with No Man's Sky in the last couple of years. So obviously, they're wanting to hide some aspects of that game, but they so they don't want to show everything off. But it meant that people would just go, "Well, it looks like this is all you do." It's like people complain about, "Oh, the planets look all similar," but if you look at all the um, trailers they've shown, they all the planets come from the same place, the same little system. But they've never sort of ventured outside of six or seven planets. So, Dreams needs that sort of build this year where they say not just another sort of mysterious oh you can sort of do this show it show exactly how you do it because i know as you said they have the videos but when you have yeah, a big every, stage it's your best time to show every that two weeks they do a stream on twitch showing off all different things like this week they showed off um, how they sculpture stuff they made the character module on the on the actual stream uh, yeah and then a couple of weeks ago, they were actually coded the game on the stream so you could see how they code it. And then you could see the game changing as they code it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Just I love the code, though. The code they use is called Wang Code. <laughs> <laughs> Got to slam that Wang Code in. Love it. That is brilliant. <laughs> Got to love that. Oh, my word. <laughs> oh, what else could we have? Um... I suppose I know I already said the Resi VR stuff, but I think yes, we will 
the Resi game that's new will get announced here and there at that show. So we will see it in some form or other. Whether it's seven or not, I don't know. But I think that's that's the show they'll choose to pick on it for it this year. So yeah, back to you, Gary. Back to me. Back to you. <laughs> um, for games, what could Sony do? Um, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if Sony announced a second Heavenly Sword. I well, would just, totally just take that. And Just to point that out, though, before you say that, Hellblade is already coming out from that developer. So From Ninja Theory, yes. Yeah. But it's not being published by Sony. No, but would that not be a bit confusing? It might be, but since Sony still likes the franchise, they still said the franchise is a viable franchise for them, but obviously we haven't seen any for... Nine years now, almost. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been like six years, six, seven years now. Um, uh, I I could see them doing a second Heavenly Sword, or or remastering the first one, which might be better. It, it would be one of those sort of games you could do uh, a remaster of quite handsomely. Yeah. So. Ben. I do have one more. Oh, go on. Sorry, go on. Say. Yeah. Okay. Cool. My... Yeah, we'll do our we'll do our final one after this one. Uh, okay. Ben. Um, I can't really think of anything else, so I'm just gonna go with a safe bet of I'll be on stage to announce <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy 14 VR mode exclusive for PS4. Oh. Yeah, oh, that comes that, true that now. Gold Simulator versus Wonderful <laughs> Boyfriend in VR. <laughs> With Final Fantasy. <laughs> Next year. Next <laughs> year. <laughs> oh, they're already working on the VR mode for Final Fantasy XIV because they've shown it off at certain events. Yes. So. That's Ben gone. Goodbye, world. Goodbye, world. Ben is done with this universe. Uh... All right, so my final prediction then is, uh, well, Kojima, he's going to show off his thing. He's not going to show off much because it's early days, but I think he'll have something. I think it's been a bit smoke and mirrors with him, and he doesn't like not working, and he's pretty much said that himself. So I think, though he is shipping around for an engine, I think we'll get something. Like, well, yeah, just, probably, just a tease. You, you probably... Made a teaser using a different engine, ready? Anyway. Yeah, that's what that's what he's been doing for the last few months. Is shopping around for an engine, sort of, because he doesn't want. He's not going to use the Fox engine. So that game is that engine is. Uh, well, going to use the XOF engine. XOF. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> no, he he doesn't want to use his own, make his own one this time. He's, which is probably what did take up most of the uh, development of Metal Gear Solid Five, if we're honest. So yeah, he's uh, been looking around. He went around. You should Tweet. use the engine that Noid Dogs use if on Chide. Yeah, I mean, he also went to Sweden. He saw Dice this week and and Mo Yang as well. So it could be a Minecraft engine. So. <laughs> 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 uh, 
that'd be a right headfuck, wouldn't it? Just like, oh yeah, it's like Kojima's new AAA action game is made in blocks. Yeah. My gear. My gear. <laughs> gear cube. Um, okay, so you were out of predictions, weren't you, Ben? So I suppose we'll... Well, I might think of something while we're... Okay, well, if you do, shout after Gary has his. So, Gary, what's your, your final prediction? My finale. I have a couple, actually, maybe a few. Ooh, um, he's going to lump them in. Yeah, the first one, I know Nino Kune 2 has already been announced. I wouldn't be surprised if the first game gets remastered on PS4 or even comes included with Nino Kune 2, kind of like White Knight Chronicles was included with White Knight Chronicles 2. When it came out. Um, okay. That's the first one. Second one. I could see Sony. Doing something to really. Have that big awe moment. Kind of like they had with Final Fantasy 7. And maybe Shenmue 3. And maybe it won't be as big. But it's something that people have been asking for. For a very very long time. And I could see them announcing. A new Legend of Dragoon game. Interesting. It's been a while. What was that? Interesting. Interesting. It's been a very long time since Sony's done an RPG, so I would be totally for that. Um, well, Sony's just re-licensed the, the, the G-Police. I don't think we'll see G-Police. If, if they well, are just, working on a new one, it's definitely not going to be this year. It's just gone through the paint office, so... Yeah, they, they would have filed that a long time ago if they were planning on making it. Well, I think it, they, if they are making a G police, it'll be, we'll probably see it next year. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Or to re-release it as PS1 and PS2 classics. I, it's already been a PS1 classic. Okay, no. no. <laughs> yes, I, I know, because I've got it. It's so. PS4 with trophy support. Now, yeah. Now this one... Is, isn't necessarily a, a game-specific one, but I think we'll see uh, a few changes and maybe an actual full overhaul of PlayStation Plus. Um, yeah, because we, we talked about that a few months ago, how it inevitably seems something has to change eventually. So. Yeah. And I do yeah. think they will include something with PlayStation now. Um, whether it's you know a, a subscription discount if you if you're a PlayStation Plus member, or maybe um, like a limit of five games a month that you can play with PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now if you have PlayStation Plus, I think they'll have to combine the two in some way or form. Um, they'll have to do something. I think that's mainly as well because we're running out of things on the PS3 now. It's like really valid things, and it's damaging plus brand more because you know you can make the ps4 excuses of oh well why don't they put triple a game here and triple a game there when you know the excuses well because everyone's buying those and it's like the it's there as a platform for lesser known games to get a chance and that's fair enough i i'm completely happy with that still but and i think we'll see announcements of a lot of big third-party games now for PlayStation Now as well. I think we'll see Final Fantasy X. Uh, we'll see uh, Final Fantasy XII. I think we'll start seeing the PS2 class. I think they're going to announce this huge list of games. Now, you say there. that, just just that you mentioned that, actually. Uh, wouldn't that be interesting if uh, the chummy-chumminess of Activision did result in a bit of that? 
happening for having a bunch of their games. A bunch of Call of Duty, you know, all their Call of Duty games all of a sudden appear on PlayStation. I think they'll announce a huge overall. Because lately it's been a lot of the, the smaller publishers. Yeah, you have Capcom that's there, uh, but you don't see, like, the big titles from Namco or or Konami or Square. None of those companies are a part of PlayStation Now yet. And I think they're going to show you PlayStation Now is getting all these companies. Yeah, apart. I mean, Sony, I think, will go on the offensive for that because, obviously, EA have their own thing. And they'll want to sort of nip that in the bud because the more companies do their own thing like EA Access, the less chance PS Now is going to work. Yeah, and, I, I, and at, at this point, I think they have to announce a yearly subscription. I know yeah. they only have the, the three month thing, which it just blows my mind why they don't have a year. I think also the, the, the price needs cutting as well, you know, in general. Just a yeah, few foot off. They had the one year subscription as a one year, or not a one year, like a holiday special where you can get the one-year uh subscription for a certain amount i think it was i don't think that exists anymore though okay so what other predictions did you have is that everything oh the last one yeah um we i think we'll see the next game from 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 software um already i think they've been working on it actually i don't see why them stopping and work i think it's the same thing that happened with bloodborne and dark souls where they're working on bloodborne but they are also working on dark souls 3 at an early stage um and i think we actually will see whatever it is they're working on. i personally fingers crossed and this will be the biggest cheer for me if, if it happens if they announce the next tenchu game because they do own the right the rights to tenchu i'm interested i yeah, but a few of the older ones coming back like that would be nice. Cool. Excellent. Ben, did you have anything else? Think of? Um, uh, not, not really. No. Splendid. No, okay, no, no, so no. I think we'll save the uh, favourite shooter things for another week because we have done a pretty sizable podcast. So not badly done, guys. Not badly done. So that pretty much wraps us up apart from shout out so uh ben if you'd like to go first a shout out to uh phoenix down radio klaus if you i'm sure you skipped the uncharted part because as you made you're not a big fan of uncharted but i'll still give you a shout at the end you know feed your ego a little bit there you um, go. um shout out to your vote looking forward to your streams again hope you start streaming again soon myself at Moogle Go Around Radio. Go go listen to our Final Fantasy podcast. Yeah, uh, definitely. Radio. Excellent, excellent. Shout out to Filthy Eskimo. Woo, Filthy Eskimo. Of course. <laughs> and Gary, what about you? Gary died. My, my shout outs killed Gary. Oh, I'm there, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't manage to lose an episode with uh, the old Is Gary Dead? <laughs> um, uh. Shout out to the listeners and the fans. Um, thanks for your support. Uh, let us know how we can improve, please. We do want feedback, even if it's bad feedback. Um, yeah, no, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, and similarly, I will say it's nice to have good feedback on. A non-positive review. Just uh, had a couple of comments like that, and uh, in the review forums, and just general on social media, it was nice to 
people actually be complimentary. Normally, you know, I've had the other side of it with uh, many reviews who are like, oh, this score is wrong. This shouldn't be this high. You're crazy. I'm really lucky. I've never really had any issues with my reviews. Well, yes. Your, your score guess. for Xenoverse was garbage, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> that game was a three out of ten. <laughs> but yeah, it was yeah, nice to see it, a five, yeah, a middle of the road game and someone sort of appreciates that being. Well, it was. It's nice. It's, it's rare. You, but anyway, we are done for another week. We'll be back next week with more predictions for E3 from the other companies, which probably involve a small Frenchman exclaiming wildly, hands waving in the air. The next prediction that someone will bring a sausage roll to E3. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll have games to talk about, um, including some stuff that didn't talk about this week because it was embargoed. Um, so yes, it'll be great. There'll be lots of things. There'll probably be more of us here too. And uh, we have plans, I'm sure, for the E3 time. Maybe we'll put in the old extra podcast, uh, some mini ones, just to talk about the shows. Um, we'll record we'll... one live during, or at least near the time of the E3. Yeah, you don't want to get record it during one of the E3s that we're not going to really cover that much. Yeah, you, you don't want to get too inside baseball, though. You don't want people going, oh, so that's how it is behind the curtain. It's... They want that, then they can go watch our three-hour one. <laughs> we lose it. Uh, yes. Uh, so, yeah, we'll probably do something. If, if you have ideas for what you'd like us to do around E3, hey, why not shout us? Um, it's quite entirely possible. Um, I believe we have a Twitter address, don't we? That's right. It's... Uh, if I can find it quickly. I never can find it, which is the stupidest thing. I'm wasting lots of time on the podcast. Um, I think it's PS underscore Unchained and uh, on Twitter. So yeah, if you want to go on there and if you want to ask any questions, really, there you go. It's there. Um, so we're done. We will say goodbye. Um, I will say goodbye. Gary, say goodbye. Bye-bye. And Ben, take it away. Thank God for me.